Y'all, how's your goal setting coming along? Are you knocking this month out of the park or has it taken a turn like getting yourself four gallons of Bluebell, which would be awesome, after swearing this year was different? On today's episode, we're going to be talking about tips to accomplish your marketing goals. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. So I think the first thing to accomplish marketing goals, and I think this is maybe more for a bigger companies that have a dedicated marketing team, but it could work the same way if you just have a few employees um, and you all get together to decide on setting goals. So the first thing is decide on who is accountable for setting those goals. So there's obviously two approaches. You see either the marketing team, they set the goals and they tell management or management comes up with the goals and then lays down the, the the rule of the law, the law of the land onto the people. And, you know, they have to follow those goals. Right. Um, and it's interesting because I mean, and we don't have a huge team, but I think we did sort of a hybrid approach. And a lot of people actually do this um, where I think both sides are taken into consideration. And then on top of that, I think combining data, right? So um, it's, we'll talk about some other things, but, you know, thinking about doing 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, for example, as your goal, but you have two, and for the past six years, you've gotten two, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's not a reliable thing to do so like gathering that data and like okay we've actually done this many and this amount of years and this is what realistically we can do by doing x amount of videos so getting i guess more granular on that and combining that data with the opinions of you know your team and management um, i think it's the best approach to deciding who is accountable for setting those goals yeah and i think the the hybrid approach will work if everybody's kind of on the same page. If management says, okay, we want 2000 subscribers and then the marketing team doesn't necessarily believe or buy in, then they're probably never going to hit those goals anyway. So it has to be kind of like a, okay, we agree that this is kind of like a stretch goal or we agree that this is like achievable at least. And then everybody can kind of work towards it versus like, okay, it's just a number and you know, we know we're not going to hit it, which is, I don't know. We've talked about this before. I think even on the podcast where, um, well in person and definitely the podcast of like hitting, like setting a goal that's so big that it doesn't matter because you know, if it's two times bigger than what you thought you were going to hit. And even if you hit one and a half, it's like, it's better than if you would have just hit one times. So I don't know. I'll go back and forth, but I think is the most important thing here is that just that both parties are kind of on the same page. And, um, if it's smaller agency, otherwise, if you're a bigger company, you should definitely have a marketing department. They should be talking about it and working off the budget. Like, Hey, our budget allocation for this is $5,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. What can we do or what can we realistically make happen with that money? Right. And that brings us to the next one, which is allocating enough time, money and resources for these goals and thinking ahead in the future. Like, you know, going back to my YouTube subscriber thing, you know, in order to get subscribers on YouTube, you have to be creating content, you know, so how much time is going to take you to do a piece of video? Mm -hmm. Um, and then how many subscribers are you planning on getting from that video? You know, and then what does the data tell you? Um, so yeah, essentially 
everyone has to have time, money, and then the resources um, in order to plan accordingly um, on your marketing goals. Um, and I think we ha- this is something that maybe happens a lot where a lot of companies, they don't have marketing budgets per no. se. It's no. just, you know, oh, I can probably spend a thousand bucks or two thousand or... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think from working with a lot of different companies around here, we've come to realize that not a lot of people, I guess, keep track of finances, finances and doing budgets as a business. Um, Which is kind of scary, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, those three, the time, money, and resources are super important to accomplishing those goals yeah so yeah it's setting realistic or or stretch goals but based off of the budget and that doesn't mean that like i guess uh i think you need two of these out of the three to make it work so if you don't have money if you have enough time and you have enough resources organically you could grow and meet your meet your marketing goals um some people may not have enough time they just have money and resources so they could spend more do less but do a higher quality product and spend more and get in front of the right people so i don't think that if say if you're listening to this and you don't have a 2000 or $5,000 or $10,000 marketing budget that you couldn't do this. It's just a matter of using your time wisely and using your resources. You do have something that makes you unique and that you could use to help you set out yourself apart because, you know, some people spend, and we've worked with clients too, where they think that they can outspend bad advertising and specifically on social, you can't, you cannot outspend, um, a good creative, somebody spending half as much as you with way cooler and way better creative is going to do much better than just trying to outspend. So money is a part of it, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it overweight, it outweighs to the other two, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, And I I know we talked about data a little bit, but number three is to think big. I kind of go back and forth on this one because I remember us setting goals at some point and it might've been like rank Cardone's like, Oh, we need to 10 X everything, you know? Um, which, and that's why I go back and forth. Cause I go, I go, okay, 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. That's our goal. We're 10 Xing that right. A hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. So it's like, I guess some people could get discouraged cause it's like, yeah, we're never going to get that. Um, well, not with that mindset, sir. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like it has to be, it's not just think, think big and put the goal up and whatever. Um, yeah, it has to be on the wall. That's what, you know, yeah, it has to be somewhat attainable at the same time where you're like, okay, yeah, this is possible. And this is possible if we do X, Y, Z and then we hire and then we do. So it's, it's a big goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to kind of like lay out, okay, how is it really going to happen? Like what's the strategic um, plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, like, yeah, like I think people would get discouraged at like looking at the huge number um, or that goal and there's no way to, you know, get to there. Right. And it's, and I guess to your point is like, there are people who have went from like a thousand to a hundred thousand. It's very possible. Like we know a guy who literally went from nothing and he's about to hit a million views on YouTube and he did it in like six months. So it's like, it is possible, but you have to have a plan or something. You know, I think his is more of like a, not luck because he's good at what he does. Um, but yeah, a strategic plan to say like, Hey, 
we need to hit this every month or this every week. And if we don't hit it, it's still like we're moving towards it, but we're trying to find the, the resources to make it happen. And I think, you know, kind of being candidly with us is like, we set a goal, but then we never did like the reason, like for, we want to hit a thousand subscribers, which as you listen to this, we may be very, very close to that. Um, but we never said like we did a couple of videos and we did some things to be strategic to do it, but we're not like, Oh, so how do we increase our click through rate? How do we increase, increase the watch time of our videos? Like, you know, are we commenting on other people's stuff? So it's like, we weren't really putting in all the effort to like go all in to like reach the goal, I guess. Yeah. And I don't think it's possible to hit the goal if you aren't um, doing the tactics or doing the, the principal stuff too. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, if you come up with a goal, then just multiply by what? Not 10. I would say 10. 10. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, for us, um, we, we set goals very early on and I think I still remember the spreadsheet and we said, um, you know, we want to hit this revenue goal by year one, by year two, by year three, by year five or whatever. And we set those goals when 2015, when, uh, I sent Christian a picture last night of like our logo, which wasn't a logo. It was literally like a letter uh, B and we're like coming soon. Uh, so we had no clue what was going on. And like six months later, we set these goals on like a spreadsheet saying like, this is what we want to hit. And, looking back at them, like right now, uh, we were pretty dang close to hitting them and they've seemed very, um, outlandish and like so far away at that point, because to be honest, in 2015, we were probably making like two or $3,000 a month or something. And we were trying to multiply that by, um, a lot. Um, and now that it's kind of coming to fruition, it's kind of weird to see like, um, okay, it was possible. So it's just, I don't know. Uh, and you have something here that you wrote because I don't remember writing this, but that BHAG, which you should definitely go look up, which a BHAG is that big, hairy, audacious goal. So it should be kind of scary and it should be much bigger than just like, um, like setting your goals for the year. Like, Oh, I know in 12 months I'm going to hit this anyway. So I'm just going to set that goal because it's like, uh, it's safe. And the BHAG is supposed to make you kind of uncomfortable and it's supposed to be bigger. All right. I know we're talking about goals, but uh, in order to accomplish some of these marketing goals, you need a highly responsive and highly functioning uh, website, brand new website. So what we've developed, and you may have heard this before, um, it's a website cost calculator. So I think the very first thing we talked about this in this podcast, actually, about setting up a budget, um, the very first thing that you need to figure out is how much this website is going to cost you. Um, so we've developed a calculator uh, that you can check out at calculator.bitbranding.co. Um, and just go in there. There's, I believe, 13 or 14 questions. Um, and then you get a average of how much that website is going to cost. So you can start with that. You can start with your budget um, and figure out, okay, how much is this really going to cost me? Cost me. Um, after that, if you're still interested in developing a website with us, um, we can definitely follow up with you um, and we can show you some examples and different things that we've done uh, for a lot of people and a lot of businesses. Um, so again, if you're trying to set up your marketing goals for 2020 um, and you know that you need a brand new website or you need to highly or increase your conversions on your website, that's one of your marketing goals, um, then come talk to us. Um, but even before you talk to us, just go to calculator.bitbranding.co uh, to fill out the calculator to see how much or what's the average cost of a website, um, your website that you want to build. 
Perfect. All right. So the next thing we have here is to set measurable goals, um, growth goals, actually. Uh, for example, if you are trying to grow Instagram, growing Instagram could be two different things. So I could tell Christian, hey, grow your Instagram this year. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And by the end of the year, he grew 100 people or 100 followers. I'm like, great, you you grew 100 followers. You did grow the following, but that's not very specific versus, hey, Christian, you should try to set a goal of 50 new followers every single month. And that's something that he could actually work towards versus like, oh, I lost six followers here, gained four there. Um, but overall, you're over year I'm up a hundred followers and that's not I mean that's good you're quote-unquote growing but if it's not measurable it's kind of hard to I mean really see progress or I guess stay as motivated or focused on making the growth happen yeah absolutely so yeah our goal for YouTube subscribers is a thousand so once we hit that then we have to come up with a new number a hundred thousand um and yeah like Aaron's saying just set things that are measurable that you can actually go back and track and um, see the data. And I think it's also something we're talking about for marketing goals. We're talking about specifically tracking numbers for our business too, but a lot of them do look like marketing numbers because we track, we track the financial numbers like leads and sales and everything like that, but we don't track our marketing numbers as well. Like we do well for our clients and we have a lead spreadsheet and everything like that, but for our own marketing, it's like, um, we do need to have a spreadsheet. We do need to have key numbers for that. Um, because it's kind of hard to see like, Oh, well we have, uh, more people engaging or we have less people engaging. Like, why is that? Or, you know, this week's better than last week. So, um, I think just getting a simple spreadsheet and figuring out what you want to measure, um, and then putting the, putting in those data points and looking at it, I would say weekly. I think that's really the best way to, to stay on top of it. You go a whole month and you're like, Oh, we're down 10%. We're down 20% versus like, Oh, okay. Well this week was low. So what can we do to increase it for the next week? And it's just not too much time goes by. Um, so number five here on how to accomplish your marketing goals is to set both micro and macro um, goals. So setting those micro or smaller goals are one quick wins. So your team will be more encouraged, right, to keep working um, and then setting more goals. And then those macro just, you know, those, those micro will help get to the macro. So we we're saying macro micro here, but what we call it in our company, it's, um, rocks, right? So we come up with these, um, rocks, which are just bigger goals that we want to accomplish. Um, and we do this every quarter. So we break it down into, uh, four times a year where we, the whole team meets and we set new rocks, which you can think of those as the macro, uh, goals. And then from those rocks, then, individually you know each person is assigned um what three or four rocks and you know from those rocks then you have to kind of break them down into little pebbles and all the way up to sand um in order to you know get to those goals and that's why we do it quarterly because they're big enough goals that will probably take you three months to fully accomplish um and that's why it's important to think about your goals that way. Think about what are these big rocks or these big macro goals that are going to move your company forward? Um, and then how do you break those down, um, you know, on a week by week basis, uh, or even day by day basis, um, where you're able to have those quick wins, but still work towards, you know, something bigger. 
Yeah. And I think something there's one thing to add to that too, is that it seems very obvious, but we didn't do it for the longest time, which is like, we have a vision board and our goals for the year, but then our rocks didn't necessarily align with those. So make sure that you look at your annual goals. And then if you have team members or anything like that, then helping everybody kind of divide those rocks throughout the year so that, you know, at each checkpoint we're working towards the annual goal. So it's like annual quarterly, monthly, um, weekly. I mean, you could even break it down to like, Oh, uh, and I think it helps you. There's some of the book out there called the 12 week year, but it helps you break it down to where, um, okay, well, this is a quarterly goal. So it seems really far away, but really if you break it down monthly and then weekly and you're like, Oh, if I don't hit it weekly, then you're like, wait, if I don't schedule it this week, then it doesn't get done. And now I'm like, three weeks behind, which means that I have to bank up, you know, six hours or whatever. I mean, then you get to the end of the quarter and you're like, wait, I have to figure out how to do 20 hours worth of work in one week to make sure to hit the goal. So, um, it catches up quickly or those quarters fly by. So, um, I think that's definitely something you got to track too. Yep. And then our last tip here is to set goals based on revenue targets, right? So it's kind of self-explanatory, but yeah, working backwards, just looking at looking at your numbers, looking at your revenue, um, and then working backwards from that number to try to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars off of your YouTube channel, well, how much do you make now? And or you know, what's each person worth to you? And how do you work backwards? Just, to just as a whole, right? If you want to make you know this revenue target. You know, what are these the avenues that we're going to get there, right? So you know, YouTube could be one. Um, having uh, online classes could be another one. So, and that's something that we're actually also working towards is having these sort of different streams where we have, you know, our, our done for you clients. Um, we have classes, we have, um, like a monthly subscription type thing. So just trying to figure out, you know, from this big goal that we have, how do we break that down into different components and different services or different products, um, that we can offer? like which percentage goes into each little bucket or how is that breakdown? Yeah, that's good. Um, Dang, that's all we had. Okay, that was six. That was six. six. Awesome. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Marketing Natives. If this is your first time, please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode. And if you've been listening for a while, make sure to go to Apple and Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest rating and review. One, it helps us. And two, we'd love to give you a shout out. I think it's really good to hear your name come across a podcast. Like maybe your friend recognizes it, but it's just like cool to hear yourself. Um, And we will absolutely shout you out if you leave a podcast, if you leave a podcast, if you leave an honest rating and review. So just go over to um, Apple Podcasts, search for the marketing natives, go down there, leave a review and just, you know, take 30, 40 seconds and tell us what you think of the podcast to help us make better podcasts for you. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. The marketing natives podcast is a production of bit branding.